It's time for Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionist Darlene Kavist. Each week, Darlene explains the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned to hear practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through good nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the morning last just... Well, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. My name is Katie Vegasa, and I am a registered and licensed dietitian at Nutritional Weight and Wellness. We are a company dedicated to providing life-changing nutrition education and counseling. Good morning and welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition, Katie. Tell us your exciting news and why you've been gone. Yeah, maybe listeners haven't heard my voice for a while. It's it's actually really good to be back on the show and driving in. Um, so for some of our regular listeners... I'm back doing the show, and I'm back actually seeing clients in our YZ office now. Um, I just came off of maternity leave. So for anyone who doesn't know, um, <laughs> my husband and I had a daughter on December 18th, so right before Christmas, a little Christmas baby. Uh, we named her Lydia, Lydia Jane. She's she's so sweet. She's so content. So cute. Of course, most of the time, right? <laughs> she's <laughs> yes. a baby. Um, it's really fun to watch her grow. She's actually turning into quite the talker. So oh, yeah. she's telling me so many good stories. That's and such a fun age. It is a fun age. So it's really, it's really fun every day watching her grow and develop and learn new skills. So it's really good to be back on the show. That's nice to have you back. Thank and you. And of course, you are partial and you should be. But <laughs> I'm sure she's a pretty smart little girl. She's getting really, really good nutrition. Yes. Right? Yes, absolutely. So for listeners, uh, you hear that voice. Let me introduce my co-host. This is Joanne Rideout. She's a registered and licensed dietitian, and you see clients in Maple Grove, right? In our yep. Maple Grove and YZ offices. Absolutely. And you're actually going to be teaching the menopause seminar with Dar on June 11th, right? Right, and that's in Maple Grove. Yeah, and that's a really great, uh, a great seminar for. It's people a great to take. seminar. Yeah, so good to have you here, Joanne. Yes, thank you, and it's great to be here today with you too, Katie. Mm. Um, and today we're going to be talking about achy joints. Mm. I've had back pain and sore knees and sore hips, so I'm glad to share what I know about achy joints and how I've healed them. I think that's great that you've, well, I don't think it's great you've had personal experience. Oh, no, it's okay. It's great. Most for, people have, though. Yeah, it's great it's for okay. listeners to hear your story. You know, I think uh, really what we find is most people are assuming that these joint aches and the joint pains that they're, you know, just due to wear and tear, mm-hmm. um, you know, from the years of wear and tear on the joints. But at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, you know, we're actually seeing kids. We've seen te- uh, teens. Right. We've seen young adults right. struggling with aches and pains in their joints. So, you know, they'll complain of joint aches or joint pain or joint inflammation. Right. And we see it very young. It's, you know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of kids in sports and... I'm sure that's contributed, but this wear and tear form of arthritis is called osteoarthritis, Mm -hmm. usually occurs in older people or in marathon runners or football players. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm really thinking about it. I'm guessing someone in their 20s and their 30s who is complaining about their joint pain um, I'm I'm assuming that they don't have a lot of wear and tear. They don't have the years of wear and tear Not on their joints. Too much. So I think as nutritionists, we kind of start to think outside of the box. Right. You know, we think, you know, why is this person having joint pain and how is it related to what they are eating 
or maybe how is it related to something they are not eating. Right. You know, I'm always thinking like, what on earth could be causing some of the achy joints in this young person? Exactly. And so I know one of the answers, one of the big answers is what do you sugar. Think it is? Sugar, sugar, yes. right? We talk yes. about sugar a lot here. So sugar, pop, fast food, pizza, even cereal. So Joanne, you're telling listeners and, you know, anyone who's having achy joints and even again, like teens or young adults that with their nutrition, mm-hmm. things like cereal, right? Sugar. Yep. Fast food, yes. Pizza, yes. Can create achy joints. Absolutely, maybe really can make they really make a big difference in how I feel. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and based how you, on that, and how you personally feel. Yeah. So let's talk about that. I know you've had some aches and pains in your joints in the years past, right? Right. Definitely, I have mm-hmm. many, many years of this in my twenties and thirties, late twenties, early thirties. I was a runner. Mm-hmm. So then, you know, the over exercising, the yes. knee pain started then. So about 10 years later, when I was having kids, I was no longer running, but my low back issues were a big factor. So your knees started to hurt. My knees started to hurt. Then it moved to my back. Okay. Um, And then in my 50s, I started dealing with hip pain. And, you know, obviously we know at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, all of these things are connected. To Definitely what you are connected eating. to what you're eating, but also connected to each other. You know, I think... The, I think the knee pain precipitated the back issues and, mm-hmm. you know, definitely precipitated the hip pain. I, I believe that. Absolutely. So before nutritional weight and wellness, I used ibuprofen a lot. Sure. Just to calm <laughs> down that pain. Just to calm it down. I, you know, I lived on it for several years. So, but now I have most, most days, I still have a flare up here and there, but most days are pain free. So that's, and I would have to say like, 90, 90% of my time is pain-free. And that is amazing. That's huge. I think a lot of times um, people think that once they start having joint pain, yep. it's just going to get worse over the years. Exactly. It's, that's and I it. did too. Mm-hmm. I thought, oh, okay, I'm not getting any younger, so of course this is going to be. But most days are pain-free. That so. is amazing. Yes. And so now, I mean, that's what we're really trying to explain to listeners is exactly if you're having joint pain right now mm-hmm. it doesn't have to stay bad for the rest of your life exactly we really want to talk about what we can do to right, get rid right. of those achy joints so joanne why don't you tell people what did you do to get rid of your achy joints so i started eating the weight and wellness way yep. about three years ago and i started working there prior to that i was trying to cut back on on carbs and mm-hmm. some of those other things but i hadn't cut it completely out so when I stopped eating bread, cereal, and crackers, my knees got better. Ah, say that again. Amazing. When I stopped eating bread, cereal, and crackers, uh-huh. chips, and you know those things, my knees got better. Wow. I used to be a runner, so mm-hmm. th- I thought they would always be a little painful. But my knees and also my back issues um, had stopped me in my tracks, and I had to find lots of low-impact exercise to do. Um, so many of you listeners may be able to relate to this because it really does stop a lot of us and say, all of a sudden you're about face. Okay, now I have to find a different kind of exercise. This isn't working anymore. Yeah, I mean, because I bet some people enjoy running or they Absolutely. enjoy their sport. Absolutely. Um, you know, maybe again, even like teens, young adults, they enjoy right. the football or basketball or whatever it is, or even just simply walking. Right. 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 You know, if your joints hurt, right. Um, that can be really devastating yeah. i mean i've i i'm thinking of a couple clients that come to mind and they 
even you know said it's tough to just walk around right. um, or walk across the parking lot exactly because their joints hurt so bad right and i'm sure um if we can adopt some of these these things that we're talking about today the nutrition topics if we can get that pain to go down i mean that's gonna be life-changing for people it is you know really thinking about it like runners or really athletes in general can relate to what you're saying absolutely Um, again they can't run anymore because their joints just are causing them too much pain right um and this is what we want to talk about is because of the lack of good nutrition they break down their joints at an accelerated rate that's true so that's what we want to think about so even when this is happening at a young age you said in your 20s right right if started and you were eating like the cereal and the chips and yep. you know maybe sodas Lots and of things carbs. like that's that that's what we were supposed to eat back then yeah that breaks down <laughs> exactly. our joints at an accelerated rate right right but then you started eating the weight and wellness way Yep. And what happened? So my pain went away Mm -hmm. actually rather quickly. I was very surprised. It was a combination of decreasing the sugar in the grains, but also the huge component was increasing my fat. Ooh. Something I had I had known about healthy fat, but my quantity was way, way, way too little on that. Yes. And that healthy fat like butter, coconut, oil, olives, and nuts really helped lubricate my joints. That is amazing. So that really is. getting in that healthy fat. Yep. Um, so let's just really talk about what is the weight and wellness plan. And then I know we have to go to a break. Yep, we do. So let me just tell, the, tell you the basics. Um, good meat protein to help make your cartilage. Mm-hmm. Good fat to help keep the joints lubricated. And good vegetable carbs to reduce the inflammation. No sugar, no bread, no pasta, and then no pain. Ah, so this is a great topic and we're going to we're going to recap that when we get back. But we right. do have to head out to a break here. Yes. And you are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. My name is Joanne Rideout and I'm a licensed and registered dietitian. If you are just tuning in, our radio show is called All My Aching Joints. And you guessed it. We are talking about how our nutrition can impact our joint health. Let's face it, we all want healthy joints that don't hurt. Mm -hmm. And before we get to our break, I want to remind listeners that Nutrition for Weight Loss series are starting up the week of April 11th all over the Twin Cities. And have you been on the fence about coming to class? Here are a couple of things our class members have said. So this is what we've heard. We've heard, I no longer crave sweets and I have more energy. That sounds great. That's good. I feel so much better and I have hope. Instead of feeling hopeless, I have the tools and the knowledge to make good choices. I feel empowered. They've also said this class has given me the tools to keep making improvements and to better my nutrition. I have a better attitude and more energy when I'm eating the weight and wellness way. Someone else said my A1C and my cholesterol numbers have decreased. These are really powerful statements. Those are very, and I've heard many of those statements also from my clients. So those are great results. So as an extra special bonus, there's a three-day flash sale. Today is the third, is day number three of that mm-hmm. flash sale. Um, you save $50 off the price of the Nutrition for Weight Loss class for both new and returning Nutrition for Weight Loss clients. And if you sign up with a friend, you get an additional 25 off the registration fee as well. So registration with a friend has to be over the phone, a list of classes and start times, is available on our website, weightandwellness.com, or just give us a call in the office to set up, uh, to 
ask questions, and to sign up for the program. Remember that flash sale is today only, so call us at 651-699-3438 if you're interested. And today, if you have questions for us in the studio, that number is 641-651-1071. We'll be right back. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. My name is Katie Vegasot, and I am a registered and licensed dietitian with Nutritional Weight and Wellness. You know, there was actually a really interesting article uh, in the New York Times that talked about moose and arthritis. Wow. Uh-huh, you heard that right. The article discusses... <laughs> interesting. Yep. It discusses how moose arthritis, and I, I honestly did not know how this was in the a world. thing, but it discussed how moose arthritis seems to be very similar to human arthritis, uh, and they tied it all back to nutrition for the moose, or really actually lack of nutrition, right? Um, even early on. So a 50-year research project kind of speculates that the arthritic moose got that way because of poor nutrition early in life. Wow. So some scientists are actually saying that some people's arthritis can be linked in part to nutritional deficits in the womb and possibly throughout childhood. So this is really interesting. We know more and more research is connecting early development to chronic conditions uh, like osteoarthritis. So Dr. Joanne Jordan, she's the director of uh, Thurston Arthritis Research Center at the University of North Carolina states, Osteoarthritis starts way before the person knows it, way before their knees hurt or their hands hurt. It's very clear that we're going to have to go, uh, have to start looking back at things in the early life course. So, I mean, even, sure. I even think about like when we're talking about the weight and wellness plan, right? Um, eating, like you were saying before, Joanne, like eating good eating meats, healthy fat, healthy fats, vegetables. Mm-hmm. I mean, this. Eating that even at a young age is yep. a preventive measure against Absolutely. what this is saying, arthritis in our later years. Right. So nutrition is so important. Um, before we get back into our topic about arthritis, uh, we did have a caller um, and she was kind of um, asking about, it sounds like she's a vegetarian and she was asking about how to get healthy on um, a vegetarian diet. Now, because she's not, she didn't call in, I we can't talk about it but what right. i would encourage if so i know vegetarians when i'm working with them some of them are willing to eat like maybe some whey protein right or cottage or cheese eggs. or eggs um some good proteins like that mm-hmm. um, if we're thinking about joints you know that that's really going to be helpful for joint health right um i mean i know as a vegetarian i was a vegetarian for for many years and I do remember at that point I wasn't getting the nutrition that I needed right. um, and sometimes it can impair gut health and then right. we're not absorbing our nutrients the same way mm-hmm. um, so that would be one of the first things I would encourage her is maybe she'd be willing to eat some some cheese or cottage cheese or even an egg mm-hmm. um, but if anything I think with with that scenario what's really great is if someone can come in and work with a nutritionist right. because then we can say, what are we willing to eat? Right. And then also maybe I know with, um, when I was a vegetarian, my iron levels were really low. Right. So I felt really tired and, and I felt that's really, really sluggish common. and it's very common. Yeah. Um, and maybe sometimes people's B12 levels are low mm-hmm. or they're not absorbing the nutrients the way that they're supposed to. So right. that I honestly truly think the best, the very best thing is when people can come in um, and sit down with one of our nutritionists at any of the offices, one-on-one. We also do Skype and phone call yep. um, conversations, but just to 
to sit down and we can really kind of problem solve together. Exactly. Um, just because we want to feel good, right? Right. So um, that's that's kind of what I would my, where my brain goes first. Sure. So. That's good. So before we went back to break, Joanne was or into break. Joanne was telling us some really powerful information that she was able to really reduce her joint pain by right. starting to eat the weight and wellness way, right? Right. So why don't you just kind of recap that, um, what you were telling listeners before we went to break? Right. And so the basics of the weight and wellness plan are a lot more protein than I used to eat. Mm-hmm. So real good meat protein to make the cartilage. Yep. Also good fat to keep the joints lubricated and good vegetable carbs to reduce the inflammation. So when I reduced my sugar, mm-hmm. <clears throat> bread, pasta, no pain at all, um, I really did have very little pain, even at the end of about a month. That is so... So it turned really quickly, and that was powerful. So if you're someone who your joints hurt, and you just want to be able to pick up your grandkids, or yes. you just want to walk the grocery aisles mm-hmm. and without your knees hurting... Or get on your hands and knees. Yeah, <laughs> or some people, again, like the right. athletes, they want to do their sport without uh-huh. hurting... What you're saying is the way we eat, our nutrition makes a big difference. You know, and I I know you eat things like, you know, some fruit or some sweet potatoes. Right. You know, maybe some wild rice, things like that, too. Absolutely. Right. Those Um, are included. Yes. And those, a sweet potato. Oh, so good. Very good. So that's what we're saying. Our food choices can accelerate the damage to the joints um, or they can help repair the joints. That's right. And so looking back on what I used to eat, I was definitely eating a low-fat diet. Mm-hmm. As I, many of us were. Many of us were. I used Pam cooking spray instead of butter or olive oil. I didn't want to drop a fat to pass my lips. Yep. Since I was really trying to limit my fat, thinking I wouldn't gain weight, I did end up eating a lot of fat-free processed food. Yeah. All those things are inflammatory to my joints. Yeah, and I think that's what a lot of people when we subscribe to that low fat eating, we're exactly. thinking that it's good for our metabolism. But if right. we're, you know, we're not eating healthy fats, right. And you probably weren't eating enough protein, right. Then what foods were you eating instead? Right. I was eating some protein, but, but you know, maybe once a day, Yeah. you know, not enough, certainly sometimes twice a day, but I remember um, really being into bagels or muffins in the eighties and nineties. Uh-huh. Oh, yes. Like, they were the big craze, and I always ate cereal with skim milk. Sometimes I would eat licorice because, of course, that's Mm fat-free. And sometimes cookies or ice cream. I did have a sweet tooth, and then I thought, oh, I'll just exercise more so that it burns it off. And that thought I was evening things out, but it it wasn't helping. You know, that sounds like a lot of food that turns into sugar absolutely you know and we actually say this time and time again but those those crunchy carbs you know i think like cereals and crackers Mm -hmm. uh they're processed carbs and they easily turn into a lot of sugar sugar very quickly and very effectively and kind of uh guess how sugar feels on your joints (laughs) it does (laughs) how does it feel it felt like little razor blades in my hips and my knees Uh, that's a pretty good visual yeah if you're a visual person think of little Little razor razor blades blades. yeah pounding on your knees it did stop me from running and over and over i said oh my aching joints because they really they hurt it really took over you know and i bet that stopped you from playing on the floor with your grandkids or going for bike rides or even just taking a leisurely walk right and even at a a younger age before i had grandkids it was stopping me from 
a lot of activity, but sugar created that inflammation and damage, mm-hmm. ultimately breaking down my joint tissue. And then my joints were just feeling really bad. Lots of pain a lot of times. Yeah, that sounds really painful. And, you know, <clears throat> before we were actually talking about how even teenagers nowadays are experiencing joint pain. So, you know, I don't know about you, but most teens I know drink a lot of soda. Right. They drink sports drinks. Yes. They might be eating cereal for breakfast and then lunch is French fries. Now, I remember right. when I was in high school, uh, mm-hmm. we would dip French fries in our milkshakes. That was a thing, right? Lots of sugar. Um, <laughs> all of that food would turn into sugar in our bodies. And sugar can certainly cause joint pain in young people. Right. And it can cause so much more when we are older. So now I think would be, well, we got to go to break again, don't we? We do. I mean, it's crazy how fast these quarters fly, right? They do. So we have an easy and delicious recipe for cooking squash in a crock pot or in a slow cooker. So just... Um, Poke the squash with a fork a few times, put the squash in a crock pot with about a cup of water in the bottom, and Mm -hmm. cook it on low for four to six hours. That is wonderful. It's done perfectly. When when it's all done, when it's soft, just scoop out the seeds and add some butter, salt and pepper, or your favorite spice. Very easy and delicious. So if you have questions for us today, please call us at 651 Six four one one zero seven one. We'll be right back. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. My name is Katie Vegasa, and I am a registered and licensed dietitian. You know, since I just had a baby, I wanted to share some really cool information about mom's diet affecting breast milk flavor. I thought this was really cool. Um, the food a pregnant mom and nursing mom eats. It breaks down in our digestive tract and in turn, the nutrients as well as the flavor passes into the amniotic fluid uh, when we're pregnant as well as the breast milk later on. So the unborn baby and the breastfeeding baby are actually able to taste the different flavors that mom is eating. That's interesting. really cool. So when the babies experience a variety of flavors from mom's healthy diet, uh, research is actually showing they're less likely to be picky eaters and more likely to be accepting of different foods. Um, just because, you know, if you offer them like maybe let's say carrots later on, um, if mom has eaten that and the baby had kind of tasted some of those flavor notes before, they're mm. going to be much more um, willing to try that. So that's if that's great. not a reason to eat your vegetables, I don't know what is, right? So you must see her making little faces when she's wondering yes. about these things. I think it's really funny. She's like, what is that taste? What is that taste? It's really interesting. <laughs> it's really fun to watch. Yep. Wow. That's great. So we are talking today about joint health and about joint pain. So it's really interesting looking back. I know I ate a lot of processed carbs that were turning into sugar, mm-hmm. setting my joints ablaze with inflammation. But the most important thing, I think, too, is that I also wasn't eating enough healthy fat. Mm-hmm. And I believed the low-fat message. Uh, low-fat was so wrong for my joints, however. It is so wrong for our joints. It's so wrong for a lot of things with our health. But, oh, it absolutely is. You know, eating healthy fats are very protective for our joints. Um, I don't think people really even honestly realize that certain fats are, let's say, hydrating right? Um, for the fluid between the joints. So here, here's kind of a fun story. Um, my husband used to be a pretty avid runner, 
and he's always loved it. He was in track. He's run a marathon. And uh, honestly, running was just his, you know, exercise of choice. Right. Um, what he would notice and what was really frustrating for him is that sometimes his big toe would really be bothering him after runs. Like so much so, like what you're saying, mm-hmm. that it was affecting his ability to run. Right. He very quickly discovered that when he ate a whole avocado after his runs, the next day he'd wake up and his toe would feel brand new. I mean, we were just talking about this yesterday. He's like, yeah, avocado. I'd wake up and it'd feel like nothing ever happened to my joint. Wow. Um, so we That's have to think amazing. about that. You know, they're... Hey, avocados taste good, right? Right. So, you know, if you're having a salad or, you know, I don't know, you just, why don't you chop up an avocado and, you know, put it on top of your salad. It's going to be protective for your joints. In the past, when we were thinking about low fat, we were afraid of avocados. But they are so full of nutrients. Yes. They're healthy, hydrating, full of anti-inflammatory fats. And that sounds like a recipe for healthy joints, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Does sure. he still run? He doesn't run quite as much, um, at least the distance running like he used to, because now he's really into basketball. So he plays basketball several times a week. Um, I mean, with basketball, jumping up and down, running up and down the court, uh, we still need to keep our joints healthy. And his joints, they are very healthy. Um, so that's great. And he still loves his avocados. That's great. So Joanne, what are some other healthy fats that you do? And you eat to keep your joints hydrated and pain-free. Well, one of my favorite fats is coconut oil. Mm. And we were just talking about coconut oil on the show last week. Last week we were talking about coconut oil and and Alzheimer's. And Dar and Leah were, mm-hmm. were on. Um, and also I love olive oil, olives, nuts, and of course butter. Yeah. So again, we're saying those healthy fats are hydrating and lubricating for that joint. Right. <clears throat> you know, when I'm talking about coconut oil, and you've probably seen this before with clients, um, but when I'm, you know, telling a client, oh, you should use coconut oil when you're right. cooking, um, they kind of, they always ask, well, like, well, how, how would I use that? How, where right. would I put coconut oil? What do I oil? do with it? So I personally like to use it when I'm roasting Brussels sprouts. Mm-hmm. Um, or sweet potato chunks. So yes. to me, coconut oil almost has like a slightly sweet taste. And I really think it goes nice with the natural sweetness of the sweet potato. And honestly, it just kind of, it makes the Brussels sprouts taste so good. When Brussels sprouts are ro- roasted with a little bit of salt and right. you roast them with that coconut oil, I, I they they're are so good. They're very good. And they're great for leftovers, honestly. Right. And I've got my family converted <laughs> to Brussels sprouts now that- because I've been roasting them. Yes. So that helps a lot. That does help a lot. They're much better than just like frozen, you know, frozen Brussels sprouts when you exactly. cook them up. I like them roasted so much better. Oh, definitely. And you can really use coconut oil anywhere you'd use another healthy fat like butter. Yep. So I also like to use it when I saute vegetables sure. and I might throw my eggs on top of that. So I just melt down the coconut oil in a pan, toss the veggies like mushrooms, pe- peppers and onions into the pan and then either just eating the vegetables like that or putting a couple eggs on top that's that's a great breakfast that sounds so if someone hasn't had breakfast yet this morning (laughs) you're just waking up and listening to us you're probably getting hungry now you probably are getting hungry (laughs) so maybe we're saying oh have some eggs toss some coconut oil in the pan and do like some mushrooms and peppers and onions yeah that sounds very good you know so maybe this is a new thought for listeners uh that they actually need to eat healthy fats to hydrate and lubricate those joints. You know, think about it like an oil change for your car. You put good oil in your car to keep the engine running smoothly. 
You need good fats to keep your joints lubricated so they can slide back and forth. Think of it like an oil change for your joints, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I know listeners sometimes fear that if they're using more fats like butter and coconut oil, well, then that's just going to make them gain weight. Right. But did good fat, when you started eating good fat, did good fat put fat on your body? No, absolutely not. I, I even lost a few pounds. That's My great. metabolism yep. is better. I feel so much better. Um, I also was very afraid of my cholesterol and my heart health at that point in time. And all of those numbers have improved as well. That's amazing. And another thing I know about my joint and back pain is certain foods do cause that pain to flare. Aha. So certain foods cause your pain to flare. So why don't you give us some examples? Like what have you noticed? What foods have you noticed that cause your pain to flare? Well, one that I definitely notice is when I eat anything that has gluten or sugar. Mm-hmm. If I, you know, just try a sample of this or a sample of that and mm-hmm. um, go to go to some social event and say, oh, I'm just going to have a small piece of something. Sure. I do quickly notice my knees ache. So when I'm looking at those foods now, I yeah. think, okay, is this is this worth it? Yeah. It's almost like you, Not really. you see that whatever, <laughs> like a little cracker or whatever, and it's just like, oh, that might just cause joint pain for me. Exactly. And some people are honestly that sensitive. I mean, yep. for some people, honestly, a handful of crackers. Right. Um, and, it, you know, for you, I mean. If, for me, it, it can do a little bit, a tiny bit, but then when I get to like my full sor- serving or two, it's beyond it what I should have. Yeah. Um, you know, so we're kind of talking about like, so crackers, for example, like the gluten, the gluten in the crackers, it's a protein found in certain grains like wheat, it's in rye, it's in barley, and sometimes can actually be lurking in oatmeal. So it's found in breads, cereals, pretzels, crackers, and yes, those Girl Scout cookies. Right. Exactly. So another grain that actually <laughs> causes a huge flare in my joints is corn. Huh. It doesn't matter if it's organic. Corn causes joint pain for me. That's interesting. It was very interesting. So in the summer when everybody loves their corn on the cob. Yeah, what do you? I really don't eat it because I know the joint pain's coming. Mm -hmm. Or I might have a small amount, but I I certainly don't even eat a whole cob. Uh -uh. So actually I found this out when I was making our white white chicken chili recipe. Mm -hmm. That has corn in it. And I still love that recipe, but yep. I leave the corn out now. Yep. All of a sudden, my back pain came came back. I ended up with some back spasms, and I couldn't figure out why until after about two or three days in a row of mm-hmm. eating the white chicken chili with corn. Yeah. All of a sudden, dawned on me back spasms. Huh. Con, you know, they were caused by corn. You know, that's really interesting because obviously not everyone reacts to corn. No. Um. And that's a very, it's a great recipe, mm-hmm. but you had to say, you had to step back and say, what is it that I'm eating Absolutely. that's all of a sudden causing me to have a back flare up? Right. And now I, you know, we say this with clients, but sometimes we have to be detectives. We do. Um, we just, what am I eating? Again, mm-hmm. corn doesn't bother everyone, right. but for you, it causes your joints to flare with pain. Absolutely. And so I'm, when I'm working with clients, I often ask them to write down exactly what they're eating and pay attention to their pain levels. Yeah. Um, all of a sudden they notice their pain goes up, then it helps to look back on what you ate. That is Over so. the last three days or so, mm-hmm. it really helps. It really does help. 
you know, so I, I do the same thing with clients. And for our listeners, I'd encourage you to try that as well. You know, let's say you're having joint pain. You're listening to the show. You say, that is me. Mm-hmm. I have joint pain. Um, let me just challenge you to start writing down exactly what you are eating and pay attention to your pain levels. Right. So does the pain go up after eating bread? Well, maybe it's the gluten. Does your pain levels, do your pain levels go up after eating the leftover Easter candies that are still hanging around or the chocolates <laughs> yep. or the gummy candies? Maybe it's the sugar. Right. Or maybe like me, you realize you've been eating corn in a soup you made mm-hmm. and now you've got those aching joints again. Yeah. Now here's, <clears throat> pardon me, here's another one, <clears throat> pardon me, um, that was really interesting. So my sweet grandma called me a while back, as she often does, to ask a nutrition question, and I always love it. You know, so for listeners, this is my grandma who followed our advice, kind of the weight and wellness way, for eating more healthy fats and proteins and much less sugar and processed carbs. And now, per her doctor's words, she no longer has diabetes. That That is, is. That is physician's words right there. That's fascinating. So food is powerful. But anyways, she loves spinach and eggs cooked in coconut oil at breakfast. Um, And she called me um, and she said, you know, Katie, I have a question for you. She said, is it possible that tomatoes could make my joints hurt? She said, because every time I eat tomatoes, whether they're canned or they're fresh, my joints really hurt. Sure enough, tomatoes make her joints hurt. Now, that's not something that we see all the time, right? No, we don't see that too often. Um, And sometimes this is under this nightshade category, which includes like eggplants and tomato or um, tomatoes and potatoes and peppers. Mm -hmm. Really quite often we don't see that with clients. But for my grandma, tomatoes make her joints hurt. That's interesting. We do have to go to our last break. We do have to go to our last break. So we'll come back to that in a minute. You are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. My name is Joanne Rideout, and I'm a registered and licensed dietitian at Nutritional Weight and Wellness. And perhaps some of you saw in the news recently that Medicare is going to do an experiment in 67 cities, changing how it pays for hip and knee replacements in an effort to raise quality and lower costs. Mm -hmm. So hip and knee replacements are the most common inpatient surgery. The average cost for knee or hip replacement is $16,500 up to $33,000. $33,000 would pay for a lot of nutrition uh, counseling, yes. wouldn't it? Yes, it would. <laughs> so think about it. What if you stopped eating sugar or if you gave up your big bowl of cereal and your pancakes? You could save $33,000. We could save 33000 <laughs> yep. And any of our nutritionists know this information Mm -hmm. well and could help you put together a nutrition plan to help your joints. Absolutely. Well, we will be right back. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. You know, so if you have knee pain, you have hip pain, shoulder pain, or back pain, maybe the first appointment to make is with your nutritional weight and wellness nutritionist. So remember, if your knees hurt too much to come in, we can help you with a phone consultation. You know, maybe you live in New York and flying here with bad knees, it's just too much. So why don't you do a phone consultation or a Skype consultation? Why don't you give us a call? Our number is 651-699-3438. So before we get back into this, it looks like we do have a caller, Joanne. Okay. So, Cara, you are calling about supplements for pain? Hi. Good morning. Good morning. Hello. Um, 
Good morning. I love your show. Thank you so much for all you do and educate the world on. Thank you. Uh, Mine more specific is not so much about the big joint areas, but more about elbow and wrist and finger pain, Mm -hmm. specifically the tendonitis. So I know it's a little bit different than joint, but um, any recommendations for supplements? Yeah, for supplements, that's actually a good question. So are you the one experiencing the tendonitis and all of that? I am. I'm a massage therapist. Oh. So it's a little overused, but I do take good care exercising my hands and eating the weight and wellness way. But Perfect. Always more support would be great. Yeah, that's actually um, a great question. We are going to be getting to that, but just as a um, just to talk about it right now, I think things like getting some good quality fish oil mm-hmm. um, is going to be really anti-inflammatory for those joints. Right. Um, actually, we've got some research coming up. Vitamin D, get your vitamin D level checked. Vitamin right. D can actually help reduce inflammation in the joints. Um, and those would be kind of some of the the first ones that I would think of. Right. Um, and then we might we're going to talk about we're going to talk about a few a more. couple other ones mm-hmm. like uh, one called Caprex that could be very anti-inflammatory for your joints. So yeah, just keep listening in, and we'll we'll get to that um, that Perfect. topic. Sound good? Thank you so very much. Thank, Sounds wonderful. Thank you both. Thank you. Have thank a great you. day. Yeah. So um, before we went to break, we were even talking about <clears throat> watching like things like tomatoes since that can cause right. joint pain. We talked about corn. We talked about tomatoes. Mm-hmm. So tomatoes causing joint pain isn't one we see very often, no. but that's exactly why we need to do a food journal sometimes. Yep. Look back on what our overall food intake is, and if my joints are back ter- back hurt, I necessarily can't necessarily play with the grandkids like I'd like to. Yeah. So I'm always motivated to find out if something I'm eating is causing me to ache. You know, and maybe as a listener, you're thinking, if my joints hurt, I can't dig in my garden. Right. Or I can't do a simple load of laundry. Right. Or get on the floor with my grandkids. You know, so if you really want to get to the bottom of your joint pain so you can get back to living your life pain-free, maybe it's time to see one of the nutritional weight and wellness nutritionists. You know, I think Joanne would honestly be a great fit for you. She's been there. She knows. Yep. A lot of our nutritionists know all of this, too. (laughs) Um, So something that can be great for our joints is homemade bone broth. Ah, It is so good. It It can be powerful stuff. Mm -hmm. And um, even uh, a South American proverb said, good broth can resurrect the dead. Ah. Wow. (laughs) That's a powerful statement. That's quite a a promise. (laughs) Do you ever make bone, bone broth, Katie? I sure do. And so for our caller, Cara, um, a bone broth would be something really good for her to be sipping on for right. her joints and for her inflammation. You know, we don't think that bone broth is always just the magic bullet or it's the cure-all for your joints. And I'm pretty sure it can't resurrect the dead. Probably not. But <laughs> at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, we do consider it part of the healing support to get your joints pain-free. That's great. I love bone broth, and I often use it for soup, especially the chicken and wild rice soup recipe that we have. that's so good. Love that recipe. You know, it's pretty easy to make, and my grandma used to make it. You know, grandmas used to make it all the time. Right. Um, And of course, we know grandma knows best. She sure does. (laughs) And the broth contains minerals in a liquid form the body can absorb easily. There are lots of healing minerals, and it also contains glucose glucosamine and chondroitin Mm -hmm. from the cartilage and the tendons, which can certainly be beneficial for our joints. Everyone's heard of taking the glucosamine and chondroitin in a supplemental form, but this is a great way to get it from food, and we always say food first. 
So for someone who might be interested in how to make bone broth at home, we will actually have um, post one of the favorite broth recipes on our Facebook page. Mm-hmm. And you can also find the recipe and an article about it on our weight and well, uh, weight and wellness website. If you don't go on Facebook or on the website, let me how let me tell you how to make it. Mm-hmm. It's good bones, water, vegetables, and vinegar, and throw it in a crock pot. And right, I mean, pretty the, simple. The longer it goes, the better. Right, so, twenty four hours plus. Right. So recently, I had a flare up with back pain and inflammation after I lifted my granddaughter wrong. Ouch! Ouch! So that caused me about some chiropractor appointments uh-huh. and kind of getting back on. On track, and of course, I was eating right, but I also increased the L glutamine I was taking, mm-hmm. also increased the omega 3 I was taking because they both help with inflammation. So, again, this is going back to that supplement question. Going back question. to the supplement question. And I also increased magnesium because I was having some cramps, cramping, spasms, and stiffness, especially at night. Yeah. And so that combination helped me avoid taking too much Aleve. Oh, that sounds yes. very nice. And here's another one, actually. I want listeners to check their vitamin D levels. Research has shown that low vitamin D levels can create pain in our body and our joints. I specifically remember one of my clients who said, I always know when my vitamin D level gets to around 40, my hips start to ache. 40 was just too wow. low for her. Yeah. And honestly, she did better over 50 and even better at 70. I'm sure back in the days my vitamin D level was low, too. I bet it was. I honestly bet it was. That's true. So in 2003, research was based on findings from a study conducted in Minneapolis, included 150 people, mm-hmm. and the research lead, Greg Plotnikoff, studied individuals coming to a community health clinic, and they were complaining of chronic pain. He checked their vitamin D levels. Virtually all of them, 93%, that's amazing, that had amazing. extremely low vitamin D levels. And they all had a lot of pain. So vitamin D correlates with their pain. So Definitely. research research is considered the research considered anything under a level of 20 as being deficient. And I would say that's very deficient. We know people feel their best when their level is at least 50. That's right. So, you know, think about it. What is your vitamin D level? Maybe you need to get your vitamin D level up to get rid of your pain. Here's a simple solution. Take 5,000 or so. I use a vitamin D3 to keep away the pain, depression, and even protect us from cancer. Right. And very, very cancer protective. So we have about two minutes left left here. Mm -hmm. So Katie, let's recap a few important points for healthy joints. Yes. So number one, I'd say eating healthy fats, things like coconut oil, olive oil, avocados and butter. They're going to lubricate the joints and it's going to be really like an oil change for your joints. That's so healthy right. fats help the joints. And are there certain foods that are causing your joints to have pain and inflammation? For me, gluten and sugar, also corn, cause my joints to ache. Tomatoes could be the culprit. We recommend that you keep track of what you eat. Mm-hmm. So writing down the foods you are eating and where your pain level at is at is very important in this process. Absolutely. Be a detective. That's right. And then, you know, lastly, um, certain supplements may help. You know, at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, the nutritionist would re- recommend omega-3 fish oil to reduce um, the inflammation in the joints. I know, Joanne, you've also recognized L-glutamine, right. which is an amino acid. 
helped uh, her joints to heal. And lastly, consider your vitamin D. Uh, Research has shown us there's a correlation between low vitamin D levels and chronic pain. And honestly, we recommend a blood level of vitamin D being between 50 and 80. And get get your level checked. We do want you to get your level checked. Right. So if you have bone on bone with lots of pain and you know taking an anti-inflammatory pill like Motrin or Aleve is not recommended for more than a couple weeks, I have found a natural pain supplement called Caprex. Caprex, K-A-P-R-E-X, two per day. Helps me when I'm carrying my two grandchildren around for a full day. Yes, so thank you for listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you found the show interesting, share it with a friend or family member. Our message each week is how eating real food supports your health. It's simple but powerful. And if you tune in next week, listen to Dar, Kristen, and Stephanie talk about how nutrition can influence autism. Remember, change your food, change your life. Have a great day, everyone. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you enjoy this podcast, please share your favorite episodes with a friend or leave a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or iHeartRadio. The content and opinions expressed are those of the hosts or presenters. They are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Product statements have not been evaluated by the FDA.